Caralho, hope you're fine. This is the Shaggy Show. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Good luck, studio. Oh, it's the Shaggy Podcast. Oh, there's going to be some drama ahead. All I wanted was a pie. And then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. I see your mental condition is improving. Is it metaphorical? Is it, is it deep? Is it deep? Oh, good boy. He's not all that shy. Is right. Shee. me, governor. It's the Shy Life Podcast. Hello, boys. Quack, quack, quack. I see him there having done it. Excellent. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti. How are you doing? Oh, I'm okay, you know, getting older. Um, look, now this is what the episode is is kind of about. Um, my, my, my birthday twin is 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 here, um, Andy, and um, well, let's run the theme music when we when we return. Andy will be here, and we'll 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 be talking about. Well, I guess you know we want to give you some advice as well. You know, you'll have a hundred years, almost a hundred years worth of wisdom in front of you or in your ears, and we'll be able to advise you on how to be a combined age of 100. Yeah. Okay, right, let's run that theme music. Darling, it's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> yes, well, it's a positive thing for High Life, the Shy Life. I mean, I'll, I'll go anywhere for a potato. Delicious. Hello, campers. Hi. You quite like a big bang, don't you? Good gracious. Well, that's a whopper. <laughs> go Shy Yeti. I don't mind secret. I think he has. I love the Yeti test. It's my favorite thing. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Yeah, I, I'm strangely drawn to Yeti Andy John's ankles as well. <laughs> I could eat more body weight than crisps <laughs> every day. Has anyone seen my hot sausage? It's all gooey and greasy and yum, 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 yum. Here comes the grizzly. It's the Shy Life Podcast. I can't wait for it to begin. <laughs> I'd like that. Yeah. Look, mommy, I'm famous. <laughs> Marvellous. Marvellous, Paul. Hi there. Oh, Andy, how are you? <laughs> I'm back again, Paul. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I, I I'm demanded, very good. Good. Well, I demanded I demanded uh, that... Uh, you, 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 I demanded that you be here. Because, uh, is this is this the third one we've done? Uh, this is the fourth one we've done. The fourth one. Yeah. <gasps> wow. The first one was we talked about Aussie's hopes, uh, like a few or four of them. Then we did our, comparing our favorite likes and things. dislikes. Yeah. yeah. And then we did the first episode. Wow, of course. Of so this is the fourth one. And I bet uh, I bet out of all of your um, episodes, I bet that was one of the least listened to. <laughs> I know. I mean, I think it just depends. You know, who, it's who, niche content, isn't it? Niche content. Niche, <laughs> niche. But um, I, I don't know. I think it did fine. I think, you know, people are willing to, to jump on the uh, Charlotte podcast train. And, and um, some people See have what said, there is. Yeah, some people have said that, 
know, they don't know much about it, so they'll what, listen and then they'll know something about it. So, there's um, something in it for everybody. I've, I've found there's episodes I've really enjoyed, and there's others that I've because I've not followed it much. I don't get some of the references, so I think yeah. it's it's for me it's a pick and mix. Yeah, well, that's good. Um, in a nice way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't want it to be about one thing though, because if you just do about one one thing, then there might be just people who go, "Well, I don't like any of that. I'm not interested in music at all, or I'm not interested in films at all." Whereas if you do a bit of everything, they might. They might I really. Some of the episodes I've really enjoyed listening to is where you've um have you you you've chosen a year and you've gone through what was on TV in that mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. I've I've quite enjoyed listening to some of those, particularly the ones obviously from the early seventies when we were yeah. when we were created. <laughs> um, well, I I I, uh, I put poor Warren for it because um, uh, I kind of decided that he 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 said he was up for meeting the regulars, so uh, I I uh, I, I guess. Okay, well, we can talk about TV, but I'm going to involve him in a plot line as well. So. <laughs> um, no, no, that's good. Um, so, 100 years of wisdom. Mm, that's quite yeah. frightening, isn't it? To think that our combined ages are 100. Yeah, wow. Well, by the time this episode goes out, we're, we're currently following are in the... Uh, are we in the queue? <laughs> is it that it's the, well, we're, um, we haven't quite got to the 10th of October. We've got about a month left of... Of our forties, but uh, but by the time this goes out, it'll all, it'll either all almost gone or completely gone. But uh, and there's it's 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 a legacy stamp, isn't it? It's it's there yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. So uh, are we pretending that we're now fifty, or are we we're, still we're, in our, we're, we're still well, in our forties today? <laughs> I, well, we're at time of recording, but I'm not sure. This is either going to go out just before or just after. It depends on the schedules so, and how, but. Uh, yeah, just but you see, this is this this is the thing where the best soaps are filmed months in advance. Yeah, yeah. So you're 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 stood there in your bikini like it's the middle of summer, and actually yeah. you're freezing everything off. Happens happens quite a lot around here, does doesn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, just listeners, just picture us in still in our forties. We no, no Botox, no uh, um, no no um, fillers or whatever they're called. Nothing like that. We're we as 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 uh, intended as we were intended to be. But uh, I was wondering if we could, um, I don't know, summarize our five decades in, wow. in like yes. sort of like words or key points that you so things best that, memory of yeah, that decade things things from like between seventy three and um, eighty three um, okay. you know, in your first ten years. Okay. <clears throat> What, what what can you think of? I mean, I think probably probably starting school and remember and I can remember that we were the we had two classes in each year and we both got really young um, teachers. I think they were both newly qualified teachers and mm. they just had the most funkiest seventies clothes. <laughs> like the, 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 they were both women. They both had like platform boots and flared trousers and collars that went down to their shoulders and mm. big plastic jewellery and just thinking, wow. And, and yeah, learning to read and write and um, at my first school and um, at primary school. And actually, I met somebody recently who had been to the same junior school as me, mm. uh, given that it's about 80 miles away from where I live now, was it was like a bit of a shock and to talk to him about what it was like in the late fifties 
And then I thought, that's so long ago. But then actually it was the late 70s when we were there. So that's still a long time ago as well, isn't it? So probably um, my my most vivid memories are probably my first school in that first decade. What about you? Well, I mean, I was lucky I went to a very small country school. So there was about 60 pupils in the whole school. Um, that was That was kind of nice. And I remember generally enjoying my primary school. Although I feel like around the time I was about to leave, because I was going to go to a different school from some of my friends, some of them went a bit funny on me. And that's probably was one of the first sort of negative experiences I had of, of um, how people can sort of, who you, who you used to like can suddenly turn on you for no real reason. And I guess that's partly because they were sad that we weren't going to, but not that I had any control over where I was going to go to school. Um, um, and, but I do find a lot of it, it's very difficult for me to to pick, you know, like some people remember that being young or being being that sort of age really well to the point of, oh, I remember I went to this party or I went to this, and, and they can tell you like what they ate that day. And I, and I it, to me, it's very fuzzy, um, things like that. It's more like little bits and pieces or, or you see a photo from a party you went to when you were five, and you're like, "Oh, I remember that top." But I, I've got, I've got, I've got a really strong memory of it being a sunny day. I don't know where my mum was, but my dad took me for a walk, and I was, I was really, really little, and I can remember them. They were building houses, and I said this to my dad years later, and he was like, "You can't remember that because you must have been about three, two mm. or three. Because when they were building those houses, and all we could think of was that that was the same time that my mum was learning to drive. So mm. it was literally, if it was for me and him to be together and her not be there and me having this memory of watching a house being built or houses being built without the roofs on mm. and going and walking, it really does fit with us maybe being sort of two and a half. Yeah. Um, that's probably the earliest thing I can remember. I lived in a different house, or maybe even two houses. Um, I think my parents lived in one house when I was born, and then they they bought the land where my the, their current house is, and, and it was being built. Uh, and we moved down the road from there in a bung for a bungalow for a year whilst it was being built. But I don't remember those houses, and I also mm. uh, I also met met my granddad and met my my favorite great aunts my well my great uncle jim i met i met, there are pictures of me at my christening uh so i met them but i don't remember meeting them because they both, died, <laughs> no, they both yeah yeah i mean they both died died in like 74 so i i did technically meet my granddad but i but you've I, no I, memory of no that memory. And, and i never met my mum's dad because he died in 67 so um i can remember um there were crisps that were tomato ketchup flavor that were like a like a corn snack thing that were round mm. circles with little maybe they were like a space before kind of space raider crisps um i can remember monkey being oh, yeah. on bbc2 yeah yeah I remember on monkey. a friday night were you a child who got um hypnotized by star wars because i think no I, no no I, I i didn't i don't i, I have a slight theory that um that i i would say we were probably too young for star wars yes, um, but, yes. But, and, by, and by the, for me by the time empire strikes back came along 
we were a bit too old for it. And I, well, I was into Doctor Who by then as well, and Doctor I, Who was never going to get beaten by Star Wars. I think it was it was people who had an older brother or sister that they were into Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Whenever thinking of going to people's houses mm. after school or in the school holidays, it was it was their older sister that had the Star Wars poster or their older brother. Mm, yeah, and I had a cousin who had a lot of the toys. I would say he was spoiled, but he was spoiled. Um, <laughs> In that he had loads and loads of the. Whereas you know, back in when I was when I was a kid, you got presents on your birthday. Maybe if you're on holiday, you might get presents. You didn't get mm. you didn't get loads and loads of toys. And and I remember so I may so maybe it was a bit of a sort of well, you know, there's no way in, uh, that I'm ever going to get that many Star Wars toys. So I don't want those Star Wars. I never wanted. I don't want them. And I'm not interested. Sort of thing. It could well have been. You know, I, I would never have had. I would. My parents would never have bought me say cool trainers or trendy jeans. So I cope with that by not wanting them. I, I don't want trendy. Why, who would I want trade, trendy chain trainers for? <laughs> so um, I left junior school in um, summer 1982. So I've got my first year at middle school as well in this first decade. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I can remember that that first um, that first year at middle school. In fact, somebody had a photograph because um obviously with the um the birthdays coming up, some yeah. some of our school year have actually already turned fifty um yeah. at the time we're recording this. Yeah. And there was um two of the women that well, there were two of the girls that lived on our estate um that are still friends now, yeah. uh, had put a picture up of our school photograph from that year, from nineteen eighty-three. Yeah. And there we all are, and we're just children. We're yeah. we're just we're just young children in it. And I don't don't remember feeling that young at the time what, what age when you look you... at it now you think what... god that they really are young children sorry go yeah. on no so what age do you go into middle school because it sounds like it's a little bit earlier than so we did four years at each school so oh, yeah. um september 78 to summer 82 and then september 82 to summer 86 yeah because i was at more like a primary school that you didn't leave until you were 11 and also oh, in right. our in our area you still did the eleven plus. Um, we didn't, and, and if you did, if you didn't get in, you went to the secondary school. If you were, it had all it had all been reconfigured in Warwickshire yeah. by them. Yeah, um, I mean, it's still. It I never really four had, years. Yeah, I never really understand. Didn't really understand how it's so different from from each region. You think that would be something that would be just sort of flattened out now, and long since gone. But uh, it's, they still do the eleven plus in Salisbury, but. Uh, um, Some, something that really stands out from that first year at first school as well was um, the book James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, yeah. I loved that book. I think I must have read it about three or four times, which when, when you're that age, that's quite a big thing, isn't it? Um, yeah. I, I was going to say, did I, I found that um, I I sort of jumped from books that were meant for children to books that weren't meant for children probably younger than I should have done. Uh, and also t- TV. I, I, I think I got to a stage where I didn't want to watch Blue Peter or I, I might have watched, want to watch Grange Hill because that was a bit more rebellious. Mm. But, um, but I, I wasn't, I was a bit like, mm, this is kids, this is stuff for kids. Yeah, so, so, so probably for me, Brookside starting yeah. to watch that mm. in November 82. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. And what, I, I, what, watching, mm. Yeah, I mean, I jumped from kids books to like reading Agatha Christie because I like Miss Marple um yes. you know I didn't really do the now you have a whole genre of maybe books for teenagers in fact I've read some books that are for I, I saw a film called Summer of 
85, I think it's called. And I thought, I, I like I like this, I'll, I'll read the book. And the book is actually written for teenagers, although there's nothing in it, I would say, that you would know that if I hadn't been told, just that the, the character is a teenager. But, uh, but yeah, so I've probably read more books made for younger adults. Younger adults. As, as an adult than I did when I was a teenager. <laughs> I think probably most of my memories of that first decade are quite positive. Mm. My grand, you know, spending time with, I was an only child spending time with my grandparents. Mm. For one set of grandparents, I was their only grandchild as well. So there was probably a lot of time spent with them and quite happy times. And mm. Mm. Um, yeah, I think my memories from that era, from those first 10 years are probably all quite, quite happy and quite, um, I suppose, learning about things, learning about the world. I can remember, I remember the Yorkshire Ripper being arrested. Mm. Um, and being interested in a little bit in in what what was that about? Mm-hmm. What what was this thing that all the adults were talking about that I didn't really understand? And, and realizing that these hideous crimes had happened over the last five or six years, and people had been murdered, and mm-hmm. and wanting to find out more, and wanting to learn about stuff. Because I mean, that's where they make a mistake. They they don't want to bother kids with serious things like that, and yet they don't realize that through the the grapevine of school gossip you do find out about these things but sometimes you of course hear, you of course. hear the wrong version i remember somebody was i don't think there's been that many murders in Salisbury, but there was when i was at school uh, and we had to do cross-country runs near the, the, it happened in a park and we had to run through that park and and it became a bit like the bogeyman type thing where mm. um, but, but I, I you know i don't know if i ever really knew the full story about what happened or we had a person had been found or been arrested mm. or what but we had something like a hostage situation one one afternoon and and a woman and her son were held hostage by a gunman in their own house and even for years afterwards when i went down that part of town to that particular street it would be back in my mind because mm. i think when you're quite young events like that seem to affect you more or stick in mm. your mind more and you know for probably most of the people in in the town i lived in it, they'd have forgotten about it, but it's still it was still in my memory that 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 hostage thing had happened on and and you know it was one afternoon out of one year. Um, mm. So even for people on the same street, they'd have forgotten about it, but it always it always remember it was it was always in my mind. Probably sort of gone slightly into our next decade by this point, anyway. But uh, are there other things from your between the age of ten and twenty that? Well, that's a big that's, change. That's a big area. Of yeah, change. it wasn't. It, it, it. I mean, on a sad note, my granddad died in nineteen eighty four. So that's kind of at the start of that that block. Yeah. Um. Or that that season. Yeah. Um, yeah. um. So that changed things. Um. Experiencing a bereavement in my family. Um. Was quite quite a big thing. And um. Starting high school in eighty six. Thinking about what did I want to do with my life as well, I think that was probably, um, I suppose, as you start to move towards becoming a, um, a teenager and and you start to have interest in things and, and think about who you are, you start thinking who you are as a person and what you want your identity to be and do you want to be with the cool kids or do you want to mess around or do you want to be academic and do well at your exams and, and, and hopefully try and progress to university and and all those types of decisions and, and, and 
choosing GCSEs and how much of it is your choice and how much is your parents influencing you and I suppose a lot of it's that I got sent to a private school for two years because my parents wanted me to do they wanted me to do I didn't pass my 11 plus and they wanted me to try the 13 plus so I went to this school which I hated for two years because I you know I just came from a little primary school and and all of the kids in that school had been privately educated from the start I didn't have to go into boarding school but it was a boarding school um you did sport every day I I just hated it I I haven't Mm. got any I haven't really got any friends from that time that for that particular school um it taught me if anything it was a bit of a life lesson it taught me how to probably bad things it taught me how to get out of games or how to yeah. how to fake being ill or how to sort of duck and dive and not be caught if you'd skive games and because i was because i was a bit of a goody two-shoes i got away with it I was, quite, <laughs> I was quite i was quite good that's not a good that's not really a good thing but yeah i mean i think as well kind of memories of um doing my gcses as well and um we, i was a prefect in in our last year and i can mm. remember we were so badly behaved those of us that were in like the last year at school when we were doing our gcses we all got a trip we were the first year in donkey's years where they didn't do it because we were so badly behaved and i can just remember being a prefect and being in the prefect's room and we had the music turned up too loud and we would be late for lessons and I still did really well at my GCSEs, but I think really maybe I was beginning to get a bit more of a rebellious streak then, or a bit more of a not wanting to conform so much. Yeah, I kind of had a little group of friends. They would probably say, "No, you weren't the, the leader," but um, I was the leader in that I had a bit more experience than my my two main friends. And there were a few others who each of our form years had to do an assembly. You know, they went round in a loop, and I always took over what our class did because I liked doing that and i had a little band of actors who were also sort of my friends but not my best friends and then i had my two best friends and um and i don't really remember oh who were the cool kids because it was just those are the sporting people i'm not really interested in them let's do what we want to do because i had my pen pals that i got from the doctor who magazine Mm. and so i started writing to people in about 88 89 and then, um, you know, by 1990, I was allowed to go and visit them in London. And I, I started going up to London. And I had older friends who were Doctor Who fans, but they weren't leading me astray or, or, or anything. They were, they were kind of, uh, they were just interested in Doctor Who. There was no sort of, you know, maybe that they was, go, that was the yeah, interest. Maybe they did go to nightclubs, but they didn't try and influence me to, to go with them mm. at that stage. But it was still good to have. And my one of my best friends, um, you know, I'm not really, I'm not really a religious person, but my dad is. And one of my friends was also kind of religious, although it wasn't something that brought into our friendship. But he was no. My dad knew that he went to church, and he, he so my dad is sort of, oh well, Nick's okay because he goes to church and he's responsible. Mm. So I was allowed to go with them to London and stuff, even when I was sort of 16 and they were in their early 20s, which is a big age gap for a lot at that stage. but Probably as well, coming from a smaller town, going to a big city like that was quite a big thing, wasn't it? Well, I remember going to London and, and Nick getting lost trying to find the sci-fi shop and I had to sort of take over, and suddenly I was I, I was had a better sense of direction. I managed to uh, that uh, particularly that age, and I, I was able to find it. So you didn't feel like oh the older people were necessarily more more mm. competent than you. You all had your own skills, and it was nothing to do with age that made you know you, what you just because you were older didn't mean mean to say you had a better sense of direction. But maybe that person was good at something else, um, and maybe the younger person was actually the person who knew yeah. who better. So yeah. it, it was it was it was you know. 
I've got I've got really good memories of going over to Birmingham <laughs> on the train uh, to go to the shops to look at records and CDs mm. and clothes and just seeing a whole different way of life over there in the big city and 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 more of an urban life and realizing that there was a lot more beyond the town that I lived in. Um, yeah. I got my nose pierced in 1991. Yeah. Um, obviously, the big thing finding prisoner. Yeah, yeah. Watching watching all of that in the late 80s and early 90s and then going to university so i suppose this kind of age 10 to 20 it is a massive shift in life but yeah. it does kind of take us up to 1993 doesn't it and we're adults yeah. by them yeah um and and then sort of our third decade between 20 and 30 that's you know you're finishing you're finishing university you're getting your degree and then sort of jobs i had a year i had a year off Mm-hmm. Um, and then starting work and and buying a house a year later, so that that mm-hmm. kind of that takes us to two thousand and three, doesn't it? So, yeah, I, and yeah, that was when I, that was when I moved here. So, yeah, yeah. So for me, that third decade is all about leaving university, going back home, leaving home again, buying my first house, starting work, being an adult, and living that life, and and obviously going through the the millennium and mm. um, surviving yeah. the millennium bug as we all did. Yeah. Yeah, I I got my first the flat that I'm in now. I got that in 2000, so it was a bit a bit a little bit later for me. But um, but I was still one of the first people of my friend group to get their own place, and it it pushed my friend Harry to do the same thing. Because I lived with I lived with students for a year. I was the only one working, and Mm. um, they were all art students, and um, that was an interesting year. From from coming back from university, getting a job in the neighboring city in Coventry and moving over there and house sharing with students that were that were a couple of years younger than me that were doing their, mm. their kind of art degrees. That was interesting. Yeah. Uh, the going to their art shows and they were constantly drunken. <laughs> you'd, you'd, you'd come home, the whole living room would have been rearranged into an art installation and you'd think, what the, what have I walked into? And everything mm. had been repainted and the sofas were all different colors. And I was sort of, <laughs> I, I was sort of behind with things like drinking i didn't go to pubs and stuff until i was went into my first year at university i never went with friends when i was in sixth form um and partly because i was i this is why i also say i was sort of the leader of of my little group because you know if if somebody else had been the leader and they wanted to go they would have said well i'm we're going you don't have to come but i I remember on our leaving we had like our school leaving do it at sixth form uh we had a thing at the school with the teachers there and then a load of people were going to a pub and i covered my kind of fear of what you do in a pub to going i don't really want to go with the group like, why don't we just do something as a three now we, you know we don't have to go with these people we're not going to ever see those people again and mm. my two uh, and my two friends agreed and we did our own thing but i think at least one of them would have quite liked to, um, i didn't i didn't <laughs> learn to drive until i was in my late 20s i was mm. quite late learning to drive and i can remember everybody else could drive that was my peer group and um and i can remember thinking if i don't if i don't do it now i never will um and my my, my goal was to pass my test before I was 30 and I managed it I managed it I think with about 11 months to spare but kind of learning to drive as well that was probably the um one of the big things from that decade I should have I should have done that when I was about that age because I didn't and I didn't have many peers that drove I don't have many friends at all that smoke so I never got influenced into smoking and I never had many friends who drove so I never particularly cared about driving 
And for years, that didn't really matter. Going to university in Birmingham, buses are fine. Yeah, living, yeah. living near a railway station and commuting to yeah, London. Yeah. I, I wouldn't drive into London to work because you wouldn't be anywhere to park in central London. Um, so I never did, but I kind of wish I had when I was about in my late 20s because certainly also since I've been un- unwell, it would have been helpful to at least have, if not myself, be able to drive then than just like hospital appointments and things like that, or or to have a partner or or at least a friend just down the road who drive it would make a big difference. But that's not the way it's worked out. But uh, so 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 probably that that hit, hitting thirty, where are we now? Two thousand and three. Mm. Um, that was when I decided that um, it was time to move north again because I'd enjoyed I'd enjoyed university up here. But I knew I didn't want to go back to the northeast because I just felt that Yorkshire had got more um, more opportunities. So um, moving into the fourth decade, if we're ready to do yeah. that now, thirty to forty. So so yeah. So pre the previous for me is like part one: growing up, buying the house, starting mm-hmm. to work, learning to drive. Probably when I was thirty. I mean, they do say, don't they, that that men don't really <laughs> mature till they turn thirty. So for me, part two really does probably start when I moved up here. And then this is where it gets a bit complex because I don't. In some ways, the last two decades feel a bit more the same to me. That I, I, it's a bit. It's been a bit different for me because I I almost felt like I was a little bit behind um and things like going clubbing and and discovering clubs in london where you could actually dance to music that i liked rather than the horrible clubs i've been to or, or not you know where, where you were uh, the um the dj just played whatever was in the charts at the time i i also meeting more people and and um you know in, in the 90s I was making silly movies and not really addressing mm. sort of partners and having, or having, you know, I, I was just kind of being silly and hanging out with friends. And that was my sex in the city years with the, with the naughty. <laughs> uh, yeah. There was, there was more going, more going on for me in the thir- my thirties and I had been in my twenties. And, uh, See, I, for I, me, it's, for, for me, it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. I was probably up to more in my twenties than I was in my thirties mm-hmm. because uh, by the time I'd moved up here, I felt, I don't know, not, not, not exhausted, but I kind of felt like I'd done a lot of stuff like mm. partying and going to nightclubs and I'd done mm. all that in Birmingham and I'd, 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 I'd experienced it all. And I think for me, the internet made a big difference because yes. I would have been quite sort of scared of going to a club unless I was going with a friend. I think I would have been a bit scared about meeting people without having seen their CV effectively beforehand or you know, I need to know what their what their favourite music is, or or no, no uh, make sure they know everything bad about me, so that, that they're not going to suddenly. I try and I'd, I'd usually try and I'd be the reverse of somebody who would exaggerate their assets. I'd probably want them to know all the negative things possibly, so that then if they did want to go out with me, then they they kind of knew they they sort of knew um, the negative things. Um, yeah, because because probably in 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 the previous. Um, it's in the previous season um <laughs> when we were in our 20s i had email i think my first job i had an email address 96 97 but i don't the internet was rubbish it was that mm. dial-up thing and and you could only be on it for a certain period of time before it knocked you off and it was slow and there wasn't really much to look at for me mm. and it didn't really pick up and take off probably until the early 2000s yeah. is in that next next decade isn't yeah. it yeah yeah and there were sort of um sites which weren't pushing they weren't necessarily oh you're on here to meet somebody for sure um as a partner you might just be a place for you to meet friends who are like-minded yes um and that made a 
a difference because it was a little bit less intense and I would kind of ultimately would like to meet somebody who I would be friendly with, even if it turned into something more. Um, and that became, so, you know, you didn't have to, if you met, met someone for the first time, you could already have been talking to them for weeks and weeks mm-hmm. beforehand. And that's more me than kind of just going up. And uh, I, I never knew when people were interested in me anyway. I, um, I, I remember going to the retro bar to some karaoke and we were, I was laughing with this guy about how bad some of it was. And um, we decided we'd meet up and go to pop stars. And I, I was, I stayed back at his house and, and at his flat afterwards and slept on the sofa. And I never really knew whether he was interested in me beyond that. I mean, I would never, and I, I presume not, even though he was super handsome, I would never have presumed that, you know, I would presume that if, if, if he was interested, he'd have made a move. Something but, would have happened. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe, maybe he was waiting for me to make the move or maybe I was, I was right. I would never know. And prob- but, uh, you're probably right. You're probably right. But I think it's, um, that's something that, um, I can relate to that and to being, having been in situations where waiting for the other person and they were probably waiting for you and nothing mm-hmm. happened and yeah. it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. Certainly if I, if I'd been asked, are you interested? I'd have said yes, but I wouldn't have ever sort of put myself through the humiliation of him going, "Oh no, just mm-hmm. friends." Um, and that was just, that was somebody I met in real life, which is why um, meeting online you could get that done in an email or ch- over a chat and conversation, and you could establish whether there was more to it than just friends. But but when you meet people in real life, it's, it's, it can um, be um, a bit more hard. And I think I think back then people were more. Um... People were more honest and more open on the internet when it mm-hmm. first became a thing. Mm-hmm. I think now people are a lot more guarded about what they say. And you see you see people in, on their Instagram profile where they're only showing you one one side of what they do and, and they're always in the glamorous place and dressed in a certain way mm-hmm. and they're, they're projecting an image of what they want to be. It's it's um because I think back then it was a bit more naive and it was a bit more people were would maybe say too much but but they were quite they were, they were a lot more open about things and describing who they were and what they liked and what they didn't like and um i think it was probably easier to connect with people then because there was that more openness and honesty they weren't trying to be somebody that they're not i think i remember my 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 between my between 30 and 40 fondly because um because between 40 and 50 i've there's been ill health going on pretty much on and off for that so i have still done things and i've been i have still managed to do creative things but there have definitely been more it's been harder the hardest decade for me um so yeah i i luckily though i've got the sort of memory where i'll remember the best bits and i won't remember maybe i won't remember the bad stuff so quite so much i think probably the last the last decade of my life um yeah because i moved house again Mm. that was 2012 so that's kind of like coming to the, it is yeah. almost like a 10 year cycle in your life, isn't it? Every 10 mm. years, things change. Mm. So I moved here in 2003 and I think 2012 was when I bought this house mm. um, and Heidi came to live with us. Mm. Um, so that's been very different being a pet owner for the last decade. Mm. And also back to prisoner again, that was the, this 2006 2007 that was when the prisoner dvds mm. started being released and and realizing that i could reconnect with that program again after all these years and mm. you know i had a lot of tapes that i recorded because i kept the tapes my mum did me and i had you know uh, a significant amount of sons and daughters episodes not that i was sitting there i had them and i knew they were there but how often i watched them 
yeah, well, that's debatable. But um, um, but I did have them if I wanted them. I mean, I remember there being a that pr- like a prisoner. I can see it from here. Actually, I've still got. They, they released a little box set of all the best episodes of Prisoner. I, they did, didn't they? Uh, but there was only about there was like <coughs> ten episodes on each. Yeah, probably each box set. Yeah. yeah. Um, so probably this last decade has been more around. Um, I suppose just living my life. But for me, there's a lot more overlap between the last two decades. I'd be hard pushed to remember things. I think for me, moving to Yorkshire in the early 2000s, um, that feels like a very different part of my life to what had come before. So, and, and it's a lot less, I can't, I can't say yes, that was the first decade or that was the second decade. Mm. I've got to think which house was I in at the time. Okay. Mm. Um, and I just, I can't, I can't believe that that's it. Here we are at 50. Mm. I was also thinking what we ought to do is along the way, sort of the opposite of room 101. Yes. Listeners who don't know room 101, is about subjects that it's, it's to do with 1984, isn't it? I think, and um, mm. that putting things in room 101 are, are putting things they don't like in those rooms and sort of banishing them. Um, I think, uh, I think that's right. And and we want to do the opposite. We want to kind of. It's almost like we're making a care package for if if <laughs> if, if we, we get if, if they decide that you know now we're 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 we've reached a certain age. We're going to be jettisoned out to space. We want to take a few things with us that uh, will, will be um, uh, sort of uh, uh, of comfort to us. But uh, and, and 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 although you know, um, you know th- there might be things that uh, um, one of us likes more than the other, as long as the other one is at least happy for the thing to go in the in, in our spacecraft or whatever it is, um, then that would be fine. I mean, for a start, um, cats and dogs will be will be coming with us because we both uh, yeah you're you're, you're you've uh, but you haven't you had you're more a dog person but you have did you say last time you have had history with cats um, I've, well well not not good history with cats <coughs> i don't <clears throat> i don't mind cats i do have a slight allergy to them yeah, they make me sneeze and itch but the longer i'm around them the less it is an issue but um yeah. i don't dislike them yeah so i have to and you I think they're really cute, and and I would have one if it wasn't for my allergies. But yeah. with dogs, I think I've always felt more of a dog person than a cat person. But was, but every every pet is different, you know. Yeah. I've I've got a dog who who is aloof. She <laughs> she won't come downstairs when you come home. You have to go to her. Yeah. You put the best food down for her. She won't eat it. Then she finds a chip that someone's walked over from McDonald's, and that's <laughs> that's what she wants and you know she's not she's not a typical dog really yeah she's not a typical dog are you? um deals was cuddling his teddy bear what is that it wasn't actually his teddy bear it's just a teddy bear that happens to be in my bed that i use the pillows sometimes uh, and no matter how many pillows i have in my bed i i was i always need more because they always somehow vanish in the night and anyway i found daily sort of tried to climb on me and then sort of sort of slipped sideways off me because i wasn't really awake um, and he and and he sort of landed on this teddy bear, and which he decided was nice and cuddly, and then stretched his arms around him, and I and getting really so 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 Paul, our first thing is pillows. I like a lot of pillows as well, I like, I like and I think we would have to take a big a big uh, bin liner full of nice, yeah. comfy pillows with us when we yeah. go um, for our care package. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely, because definitely. 
I've reached the point now where when I'm going away, I'm thinking, am I going to take my memory foam pillow with me <laughs> yeah. just to be just to be comfortable? <laughs> uh, I mean, I've just been away. Well, I think you've just been away as well. But I, where, where I went, the hotel, I went. I went with a school friend, so he didn't want to share a twin room. Some hotels, it's quite difficult to even get a, a single room. But this hotel, because mm-hmm. it was an old style one, did have single rooms, but they were made for like. Um, it's like a doll's house or something. The, the single <laughs> the bed young, was the, young, young children. <laughs> yeah, the the single bed was terminally single, and and um, it was you know you were kind of like because I have to wear a CPAP mask anyway, so it was like how do I get when, when do I put the mask on because I, I I when do I, you know I I haven't got much space on this bed. I, do I put, put it on and then try and get in bed or do I try and but I'm facing the wrong. I, the only way to sleep in it is facing away from. Oh, it's just a nightmare, and 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 because it was also against the wall, that there there was less space to. I couldn't spread over both sides, you know, both sides of the bed. Um, it, it was just. Oh, I, I glad I was only there for three nights because it took until about the third night to even manage to sleep for more than an hour or so. But um, <laughs> you get used to your own bed, and then it's quite difficult to. I, I did stay at a friend's house. Back in the summer, and he had the most comfortable bed. He had the most comfortable bed that I've, I, I've experienced in, in in years. I, I I sort of was considering sticking it in my, my backpack and leaving with it, taking it with you. Yeah, because I was like, <laughs> your bed is far too comfortable. I need to sleep on this bed all the time. What, how how do you find when you go on holiday and stuff? Do you get used to new beds, or does it take you half the holiday just to get used to the? the, the... Um, well. I'm not the best sleepers anyway. The mm. slightest noise wakes me up and then I just can't get back to sleep. Mm. Um, and um, I was actually okay this time. We'd got, um, we were in, um, it was like an old converted barn thing in mm-hmm. a town centre in North Yorkshire. Mm. When I say like a converted barn, it was more like the back of some old house that had been, um, I don't know, maybe some kind of annex where they put the animals or something years ago, um, yeah. and it was converted into into a into a holiday let. But the rest of the building was pretty much dilapidated and unused, so it was really quiet. So although we were right in the middle of the town centre, um, we were kind of down this back alleyway, round the back of this big old building that was all boarded up. So um, it was really quiet, yeah, yeah. Uh, and really really peaceful. So um, I. I slept okay as well as i thought i could um i don't usually have a problem when i'm away i probably mm. sleep better when i'm away than i do when i'm at home <laughs> yeah um, it, it just it just depends because um i i have a bed that i sleep in when i visit my parents and i can have an okay night in that or i can have sort of a a, a bad night i'm not sure whether it's somewhere under i'm not sure whether it used to be a put you up bed or, or sort of temporary bed that's now there the whole time because uh, it's not a sofa bed, but it doesn't have a proper head headboard. Um, mm, that, that would drive me mad. Yeah, that can be a problem because things end up slipping down, or the bed ends up slightly pushing away from the wall, and then you lose all your all your pillars down the back. I think I think it depends why you're <laughs> away as well. I think if you're on holiday and you're nicely relaxed and you've you've just arrived, I don't know, in some lovely destination and you've got a wonderful hotel room and the linen's all fresh and the mini bars there and <laughs> you can open the curtains and look at the ocean and the palm trees and whatever um and still be in somewhere like Solihull mm. um then if it's the right ambience I think that helps me sleep um mm. it helps me relax more and and um 
I have got a bad back, but I think if um I think sometimes it's more to do with how relaxed I am, how well I sleep, depending on where I am. Well, because sometimes I can have a a shocking night at home, and then the next night sleep perfectly well. I mean, I definitely the friend I went with, I definitely couldn't have shared a room with because he's sort of like a turning the lights out at nine o'clock type person. Right? Oh, I to, like, oh, I can't go to bed until at least midnight, right? unless I'm really tired. Um, mm. Sometimes late, sometimes later. I think, particularly now, I don't have a sort of a, a strict work schedule, but uh, definitely. So, cocoa before bed, hot milk. Um, I, I I wouldn't say no. I don't often do it these days, but. Um, Certainly, when I'm at sometimes when I'm visiting friends, they offer it me. I always accept it. Right, it's not uh, something I've really ever ever had or done. Mm-hmm. I usually just drink water or um, fizzy pop or something before yeah. bed. Yeah, um, it really hot depends. On... Before bed, just it's not something that's really ever appealed to me. Yeah, I'm not very good at. I, I've made a coffee here, and I made it when I made my lunch, and then because Dilly sat on me. Um, I've not been able to I, eat or drink. I, I, I've managed to eat, but I, but I, I haven't drunk the the coffee. But I think I made it too strong anyway. So I'll probably drink it like it's a iced coffee later on. Although it won't be it won't really be an iced coffee. But I'm not going to throw it away because it's got cold. I'm not going to bother be microwaving it. So I'm kind so, of used- so perhaps perhaps we could have some pre bedtime drinks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say no. Um, so other things we we uh, what we'll about to take with us? I'd I de- mean, we'd, de- we'd definitely have to take the prisoner DVDs. Yes, yeah. Or uh, a streaming device. N- now that it's available on streaming yeah. on my five, how fantastic yeah. is that? Yeah, I keep meaning to start it, but I I don't because I'm doing the editing of the podcast. I I don't have that much time, and um, I try and watch Neighbours and an ep- episode of Home and Away when I have my lunch. Um, but I mean, watching Neighbours is easier than watching Home and Away because um, the amount of adverts you have to get through on Channel Five compared to yeah, Freebie, it's quite, where... it's quite, and, and they're all the same, aren't they? Over and yeah. over again. I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of seeing the same adverts over and over again. Streaming services, if you're listening to this, you need to rotate your advert cycle because it's, it's crazy. I already know <laughs> that you want me to buy, have a McDonald's or lie on a whatever mattress um, the thing sponsored is that, by whatever mattress. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I'll have a McDonald's when I'm going to have a McDonald's. When I'm, I'm ready for it, yeah. yeah I'm not going to have it <laughs> randomly in the middle of the week when I'm not going out of the house. Uh, but and, but no, the other day was perfect. I was I was somewhere and I got my phone and my headphones and the person I was meeting was late. And I was like, do you know what? just going to sit and watch an episode of prisoner (laughs) and i got halfway through one which was fantastic i had a really good internet connection where i was so i was just sat there with my headphones on pretending i was working yeah Yeah, i'm I'm definitely going to start um but i've got a few i've got a few shows going on at the moment which are just limited like like i'm watching the second series of the sex and city reboot and um but that's only 11 episodes i'm nearly there so I'll, i'll I, I just need to sort of um, have, have the the time beyond watching the things that are on continuously, like the soap, the two soaps. But um, if, if you're taking prisoner, then which I 
obviously approve of. I, I'll be taking sons and daughters. So we've got yes, so yes, I totally agree. So we can we can flip flop between them. Yeah. Um. At at the moment, I'm also um. I've got the first eight volumes of Cop Shop um, oh, yes, on yeah. DVD, and I'm on volume seven. Yeah. Um. So um, I've only just started watching that. So um. I've still got probably about another month or so that that will probably take me up to Christmas. And I'm also watching Brookside as well on um, STV player at the mm. moment. And I've got to about episode 170, mm-hmm. which has been, it's been interesting watching Brookside from the beginning because I can remember watching it when it first started back in, was it 1982 when channel four started? I can yeah. really remember coming home from school and watching that first Afternoon, evening of 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 of, of Channel Four because it was a bit of a thing, wasn't it, to get a fourth TV channel? Yeah, I don't quite know um, how soon we got it either. I don't, I don't know whether we got it immediately or whether we had. To ah, wait. right, we did. We had it straight away on day one, mm. and um, Countdown was the first program. Mm. Can't remember what the um, conundrum was, but um, <laughs> I do remember Brookside starting, and I think probably for about the first twenty thirty episodes. Um, cause one of the, um, one of the characters dies in bed and you've got one of those situations where someone wakes up and finds that their, their, their husband has died in the mm. night beside them. And that was quite shocking for, a um, how old would we have been then? Nine. That was quite shocking for a nine year old to see uh, a dead body on TV. And, um, that, that's, that's always stayed with me over the years. I've always got, I've always had memories of that, but now the episodes that I'm watching now, I, I really don't remember them at all. Mm. Little bits and pieces I can remember, but it's, um, it's interesting watching the early eighties stuff. The weird thing is about channel four is that I've seen bits of channel four that people videoed at the time. Um, uh, before I sort of started watching it myself, because they used to show or repeat the Avengers quite early on. So I've seen tapes people recorded at the time of the Avengers, and they at a stage when they didn't even have advertising on Channel Four because they hadn't yet got the the money through. So it just kind of goes to an advert break, and then just kind of nothing much happens, and then it comes back again because they still had to kind of keep that hour slot even though they hadn't quite got the the arrangements in place for the advertising. That's very, that was very strange. That must have been very early on that that was the case. I mean, but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. So um, you didn't get Channel 4 straight away? Don't think so. And but also, I, pro- I suppose it would have been a bit of a case of, like, what would I have been watching on there anyway sort of thing. Um, I can't really remember, you know, how much, how much we were left in charge of the of the the TV controller sort of thing, um, or what I really watched. Um, I mean, the trouble is, in the early eighties, when Peter Davison was the Doctor in Doctor Who, it was on in the week rather than Saturday yes. nights. Yes, um, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and they were. What I know now is that they were using that as a trial to see if people would watch. It was almost a trial for EastEnders in that. They were trying to see if they could, if people would come back twice a week and watch the show, um, even though the two shows are, are no way compared. Um, but that used to annoy me because I, my parents made me do like some music practice and also Cub Scouts, which I didn't really like because I wasn't really a very social kid in that way, or not, or not just being with, you know, 
with my selected friends, fair enough, but not with just a load of of, of, of Hobbles, many boys. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I needed, I was, I, I like to select my company, not just be stuck with a load of boys expecting to play football. So. While we've been talking, I've been looking at my TV transmitter guide, and it tells me that your area, I don't think you got Channel 4 until July 1983. Mm. So that was that was about maybe nine months after everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and <laughs> um, we, we were late. We were late with things like starting Prisoner and, and um, stuff like that, because I, I never they never actually finished showing Prisoner in the TBS region. Whereas- because... I was still at school. Mm. I, I, I've got I've got really strong memories. I, I, I had to look it up, but it was 1988. Mm. I know we've mentioned this before, but um, so 1988 would have been the summer holidays before we went into our penultimate year at school. Yeah, mm. Mm. Um, assuming that I'm, I'm kind of well, I suppose like the last two years of school that were GCSE years, they're yeah. like the the serious yeah. years, aren't they? Yeah. So it was the summer holidays before, and I think the uh, Scott and Charlene wedding had happened, and there were people in at school talking about staying up late to watch Prisoner, and I thought, well, I will, but I didn't get round to it until the school summer holidays that year. So um, and it finished in 1990 in the Midlands, so. Um, or was it 91? But it was pretty yeah. much done by the time we were doing A-levels. I know by, say, summer of summer of 92, before I went to university, um, my American pen friend came over, and it was just after the um, Dr. Peterson stuff wow, with wow. Sandy. And, and I, I, so we were in about 1980, late 1981 episodes. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in mid-1992. Uh, and I and, and it was one of those things where it's been very exciting, and then they just have a couple of episodes which were a little bit more quieter. And, and I showed it. I, I was like, "You have to see this to my American pen friend," and he was kind of like, "Nothing happened. Nothing's happening." I was so see, embarrassed for <laughs> them. For us, by them, prisoner was just it was a memory. And and thinking about the things that have changed in our lives, I think that's that's something that's really significant. Now you and I can just well, within reason, can watch whatever we want and just stream it or buy the DVD. But back then, you really couldn't. And when when things finished, that was it. It was done. It was forgotten about by a lot of people. It was it was a memory. It was um, there may have been some people who recorded stuff on on VHS that they could kind of pass them around. And but but in the main, once it was shown, it was it was done, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Um, mm-hmm. And I think. Um, that's something that's very different now. Because when I was the whole time I was at university, my mum was recording Prisoner for me. Um, and when I got to Birmingham, it was when they were showing, they just decided to start from the beginning again. It started I, up again then, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, but I don't know how long. See, they, I, I think they, they only showed the first year because... That's right, because just as I went off to uni, just as you, just as you arrived in the Midlands yeah, and I was yeah. leaving... <laughs> Uh, that was when they decided to start it again on Central, but I think they only maybe did the first sort of ninety episodes or something. I think I think they got through the end of year one cliffhanger mm. with um, the gunshot and the um, all the blood everywhere, which really did look like tomato ketchup. But um, <laughs> I don't even I remember. Don't got you, a bit I, that. I think I had so bad TV reception uh, because I was living in a 
in a, in a well, it wasn't a shared house. I, I was living with a family um, as their student, and um, I just had a sort of aerial type a TV with an aerial pin in. I don't think I had a, and they must have had decent TV downstairs, but I don't think there was a proper plug upstairs for me to, to plug in. So I don't even know how often I I watched because the TV reception was so bad and it was pretty late to stay up. Um, mm. uh, if it was if it was that bad, um, but uh, so it was a lot. It was a bit later before I actually got to see those episodes properly. But. Does your time at university seem a long time ago now? Then, yeah, I guess, I guess it, it yeah, it, it does. And I'm sort of aware of of how how long ago it was when I see all because I've got all of my second part videos. Yes, and, that's, and, from, that's from that era, isn't it? Yeah, and there's like there's this this is fresh-faced child <laughs> on screen who <laughs> doesn't look much like me but uh, um that feels like a lifetime ago for me yeah yeah it's weird having access to so much of 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 it although what i do have access to is 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 a strange um fantasy <laughs> version of of um where, I, where I'm hunting out evil jelly monsters in Southern Park. And, uh... See, see, for me, I feel like my life's been in two parts. Part part one was kind of growing up as a child, um, going away to university up in Sunderland, living up there, experiencing that, coming back to my parents afterwards, 95, starting work, doing a job, buying my first house, that was kind of like part one. Mm. And then part part two was thinking, actually, I enjoyed it up north and I want to be back up north. So kind of part part two for me, the last 20 years has been since I um, relocated up here. Mm. Um, and I feel like my life is very different in part two. I, I almost have come full circle because in some things, in in, in that I always, I always did writing and stuff. That, I mean... Trouble is, you know, people, some people will talk about jobs and stuff, and that's all the sort of that's all the stuff that's in the background. To me, to me, I always think about what I was doing creatively or what I was. That that was what you know, doing jo- doing jobs was the thing I did to keep me going, so I could do other things. But mm. um, and I I was sort of did writing at school, but then I did when when I went to university, I had my video camera, so I did a lot of video stuff. But then in the noughties, I did a lot of writing and then self-publishing became a lot easier and i and i started doing doing my my silly poems more and and not very much visual stuff and then i just the chance sort of purchase of a video of a well of a, of a actual a camera but at the point where cameras also could video or um, digital cameras they weren't just even uh, even quite even once from 10 15 years ago were a bit more than just a camera they were a video camera effectively and i started doing my videos of my poetry as i traveled on holiday and stuff so that sort of came back full circle but then doing doing the podcast i've gone back to being doing the the improvisation and the characters and like you know like effectively sudden park on audio except that it's not about some that often uh, it's it's about what I'm doing now, but but yeah. So I, I kind I kind of kind of think it's a shame I didn't do more video stuff in the noughties. It would be nice to have more. Um, I've got more more digital stuff or more photos of me 
in the 90s than I do from the noughties almost because digital cameras are pretty rubbish at the, certainly in the first years of, of the noughties whereas the analog stuff from previous years you've been able to convert and still yeah not. I've been able to take stills from the video well we've, we've converted the the video into digital and then I can take stills off them quite easily yeah I think I think we mentioned this when we spoke before and we probably did and this just shows our age as well doesn't it but I do think there is this risk isn't there because we both like to look back at stuff and reminisce and watch stuff from previous years and and relive things you end up you think kind of what what was it that you're doing at this time now does that make sense because we've mm. got this nostalgia thing of everybody's watching all these old soap operas from years mm. ago mm. you've kind of lost your current your current stuff because i've got to say current current tv music films I'm very not interested in it. There's very little content that's coming out now that's new, that's fresh, that yeah. I'm interested in, in watching or listening to. I've kind of got one or two younger friends who have kept me in touch with music a bit more. And once you start going, oh, I like that person, things like YouTube will sort of say, oh, you might like this person. So mm. I, I probably know more about some music, not necessarily chart-topping music, but music by quite young people who you think, well, I don't really understand why this isn't in the charts, than I did, say, in the mid-noughties. So, uh, sorry, in the mid-teens. Um, so, yeah, I do I do kind of... TV I'm less bothered with because there's so much reality stuff. And, mm. I mean, I do watch shows on, on Netflix or I'm watching... I watched something um, the, other, the other week called the wilderness it was on prime the only reason okay. i watched it was a thriller so i like psychological thrillers i'll often watch psychological thrillers and this this had jenna coleman who played clara in doctor who with mm. with um uh, matt smith and peter capaldi um and i, I always liked her in in doctor who and um but the, yeah, it was, it, that was probably one of those situations where you kind of actually um she was still good in it but i don't think the story had enough to drag it out for six episodes and ultimately i'm kind of like i don't think any of the characters were particularly nice the ending was a bit unsatisfactory um so, something when well, when i have watched um more recent stuff i feel that a lot of a lot of drama that's made now is um led by the cast as in they've got a name of somebody mm -hmm. that was in a soap opera someone that's quite well respected that's been in lots of stuff and it almost becomes a vehicle for them, for them as 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 this is what's going to draw the audience in that such and such a person is in it because she's just left Coronation Street and this yeah. is her first her first thing since Coronation Street or yeah. he's he's such a well known actor we've got him in it and actually their 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 part in the show is more important than the story almost it's almost like the um, celebritization of drama and, it, and, and I don't like that I no, don't like it. No, it can also backfire because you might really hate. You might be, oh, not them from Abs absolutely. Oh, no, and, um, and 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 some of the stuff I've watched, even I like a lot of true crime stuff, and even where they've made, um, I suppose, dramatizations of of some of the most kind of biggest kind of serial killer cases and stuff, where they've brought they've brought someone in that was in EastEnders. You think they're more focused on that part because that's the actress that's playing that part and it's like she's the star but actually in the real the real story her her element was really insignificant well, you know she's she's maybe just the policewoman trying to solve the case well, um they, well they've done that with the new neighbors because they 
there's an American actress from who's in the OC or something, which I never watched. Um, and and it's a big deal that a Hollywood actress is in Neighbours, but mm-hmm. I don't want to be rude. She's you wouldn't know that she was, you know, the, you know, compared to Carl and Susan or some of the other reg- regulars on Neighbours. She means she means nothing to us. <laughs> she means nothing to us, but her acting isn't isn't as good as a lot of the. Re- uh, you, you know, I, I I it does make it does make me wonder if when Guy Pearce has come back to Neighbours, whether he's had to act in a different way. To fit back in, you know, acting See, in, hard, in movies must be different to acting in a soap. I don't mind that so much. I don't mind them bringing back people who've been in it previously, um, because I think that uh, unless it's what was wasn't the one recently was it EastEnders where they brought back? I think is it Cindy and she was supposed to be dead. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, read, I read about. That. I just remember keep seeing the trailer where she was. She was. Oh my god! You're supposed to. You, aren't you dead? Um, <laughs> I don't mind that so much, but I think it's when, when they bring someone in who, like you've said, is a celebrity from another program, they get the bill in, but actually their character and their acting ability doesn't fit with the rest of the story. Um, I just think it, it, it's, it loses the quality of the story for me. I mean, I, I, I'm not, for many reasons, I'm not a big fan of Tom Cruise, but I did see a film of his recently. And I was thinking, my goodness, how much does this man get paid? And his his acting is below par for an episode that, of EastEnders. <laughs> it's not that good. Um, I can I, I can remember thinking that about Michael Douglas as well. That he he was he would get a film, and it was because it was his film, and it was yeah. like they were using his name to <laughs> to hope that that people would go and see it. But actually, it's just the same story. Elderly man manages to be attractive to all these young women (laughs) and can do all these action shots when clearly the guy's in his sixties and they've clearly got stunt doubles for everything that's more than him just walking around. So it just becomes a bit of a joke, doesn't it? Sorry, Michael, if you're listening and if you've got lots of fans and you're probably going to get legal action now, Paul, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're allowed to criticize their acting. Um, Just because we can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've often said that one of my favorite actors is my friend Toppy from the Smellcast. Yes. Um, because uh, he's, he, I, I just think, think um, he's, he's very good at improvisation and it's a, always a pleasure to improvise with him. Um, you know, I just, I find it very difficult to kind of, when am I seeing good acting? Because I often think I see good acting on, on some of these soaps. Um, Sort of home and away. They've got, they've just got really, I think, you know, they've got some really good people on there. There's nobody who seems wooden, I don't think. Um, uh, the whole cast is, is, is really, I just find them very watchable. And, um, and, and, and then you think, you know, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I love that Guy Pierce came back to Neighbours. Um, and, and, and also I like that he came back again when, when, when they discovered it was going to continue and he was like, hmm. well, we, yeah, well, we kind of did something in the last episode and we kind of need to undo it again. So, so, so is, is he back for, he, he's back I mean, obviously, to, obviously nothing's permanent, but is, no. is, is he back for, 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 for quite a while? No, I don't think <clears throat> so. I think he's just back to sort of work out what's going on. I, we don't quite know. We don't know what they're going to do, but obviously, yeah, he can't stay in it for months and months. So, um, 
but I still appreciate that you took the time to 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 do that and uh, mm. um and uh, yeah the. Yeah, no, it's just weird when people when you're told, "Oh, here's so and so actor or actress from this so and so program," and then and you're not really aware of them at all, and they come in, and you think, "Gosh, I couldn't tell that this person was a, a famous actor." You know, if I didn't know any of these people, I wouldn't go, "Oh, she's oh, she's clearly from Hollywood." Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it, I think, um, yeah, people, a lot of actors are lucky and and um, find themselves in high profile shows that maybe suits their acting talent but then asked to do a different role in a different show a few years later then maybe they haven't got the range to to to, uh, i mean sometimes that can be in the writing as well but that's and that it's changed as well isn't it over the years because probably a 20 30 years ago if they'd asked somebody quite big to come back to something that they'd been in before they just wouldn't have done it Mm. but now now that people have got that knowledge that actually there are a lot of people like us that sit and watch old episodes of things and reminisce about how good it was. And, and, and I think maybe there's more of a, it's, it's more acceptable to come back and, and, and perhaps do stuff now than it would have been 10, 15 years and, ago, uh, maybe. And I think that happens a lot in, Do- in Doctor Who where there's people who don't realize how much money can be made from conventions or from, mm. uh, or audio dramas that, um, I mean, I, I they they, uh, they they've done audio dramas for like, the last twenty five years uh, before the show came back uh, with the with a lot of the cast in, but there were some cast who who didn't want to be involved to start with. But it's noticeable that you know somewhere along the way, yeah, somewhere along the way, Tom Baker realised actually it was worth doing it. And Christopher Exton, who didn't necessarily leave on the best terms, um, he 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 does conventions now and he does audio dramas, so he. You know, it might be that other actors have kind of said, you know, it's, it's worth doing. Uh, I remember, mm. I remember Peter Davison saying years ago um, that you know, a few doing a few conventions, particularly American ones, that would be, you know, your summer holidays. Um, you know, that would, paid um, for, yeah, yeah, paid yeah, for. Yeah. So it's worth it's worth um, doing these things just to, to to and you get to see people you know as long as you don't have lots of people you don't want to see um you it should be, it should be a nice you should be treated quite well as well and and you know to have your flights paid for and your hotel paid for and anyway should be, a, should be a nice experience back to our um yes what about jetting uh, off into space care package what what um what what other types of things would you like us to take with us well, we, we need to take some music and we know we agree on on, on quite a lot of music anyway. Yeah, um, I don't think there's been any issues there. Uh, um, uh, and um, and we and we found out last time that we had some favourites like the. And actually, with streaming, if we could, if we could take our streaming devices with mm-hmm. us, we wouldn't have a problem with music because I'm sure we could we could find stuff that we both liked. And if we didn't, I could introduce you to some stuff. You could introduce me to stuff. And I think we'd both be quite open to listening to that. So yeah. I don't think we'd have a problem with music. Yeah. Um, what I, about I've food? Had... How about food? Food. Um, I like most of it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> You're but, a bit of a sweet tooth, aren't you? Um, less, less and less though, because less and less. I, I, I only, because I find that some things that I used to like are too sweet now. 
And that could be the recipe change or it could be my taste buds have changed. I think it's recipe changed. Mm. I watched a, a thing probably about a year ago where they um was it 1970s recipes? They basically they made a load of products the way that they used to be back in the 70s. And people couldn't, people were disgusted by them mm. because there was far there was a lot more salt in them, a lot less sugar. Um, and some of the products were less um because there was so much salt in them, they were actually really bad for you. Yeah. Things like bread and um sauces and things like ketchup and stuff were just full of salt mm. and were actually quite bad for you. But some of the stuff is worse for you now because they've increased mm. the sugar content. I, um, I, and people were really shocked at how different things tasted. I don't like, I still always moaning about how it's very difficult just to get like a basic orange squash that hasn't got fake sugar. And I'd rather, I don't need to have my orange squash super strong, um, but I don't want to have, something with aspartate in which has got that horrible aftertaste i just want to have orange wash uh, and it's harder and harder there are fewer and fewer companies that uh because of the sugar tax and stuff but i'd rather mm-hmm. pay an extra 50p for you know there, there are i i know one or two places one or two companies that make just old-fashioned orange wash um but it's become almost quite niche and if anything so most- can can you remember i think it was was it Kiora? And that used mm. to be a different shade of orange from all of the other squashes. Mm. And I'm on about probably back in the early 80s. It mm. was a much more <clears throat> carroty colour, whereas a lot of the squashes now, they tend to be more yellowish, the orange mm. ones. Mm. Um, and this was more of a, I mean, it was probably chemicals. That's probably why, why I liked it so much. But mm-hmm. it tasted it was a really fresh flavor but now as you've said it just you've just got that chemical taste and staining as well i've gone through um so many of those reusable plastic water bottles Mm. and you put squash in them and they're just permanently stained with the Mm. um with the color or the smell because of the chemicals has leached into the plastic and you just think i'm not i'm not drinking from that again i I mean i don't like i don't drink that much fizzy pop these days or or, 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 I, or I went through a stage of getting like spring water and then I'd put a dash of whatever squash if I found that squash that I approved of. Um, but I certainly, I certainly have never been able to drink like say diet Pepsi or diet Coke because I just don't find that it tastes like if I'm going to have Coke, I'll have Coke and it, you know, it won't be a thing I have every week, but if I have it, I'll have it properly. I won't, I won't have it. Um, mm-hmm. It's because I don't think it tastes like what I expect it to taste like. One of my favourites is elderflower cordial. But so many of them, they just put too much lemon in. Mm. Mm. I don't what why. I mean, I know (laughs) elderflowers are probably quite expensive, but um, a lot of them, they just over-lemon, and it just ruins it for me. So I I have to – there's only a couple of brands I can have. I've I've made my own. um, I mean, not recently, but with a – with a when I was with a particular partner because he lived near a common which had lots of elderberry bushes. Um, well, I guess it was elderflower, not elderberry. Um, yeah, so we had to pick one yes, flower. because el- elderberry is something very different. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You can make gin and stuff with elderberry. Yes. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, so you pick all the flowers and then you'd have to sort of – I remember we didn't really have a proper um, thing to sort of – Press them. <laughs> so, so my, so my partner at the time 
you just used a, a waste paper bin and bleached it and cleaned it, at, <laughs> and then we use that as the um, as distillery. We, yeah, we, <laughs> we have. We didn't, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't. Paul, take, let's didn't. let's let's take a a, a big a big um, whole field full of elderflower bushes then, and we can make elderflower, elderflower squash. (laughs) No lemon, no lemon. (laughs) We'll make sure we get a proper recipe before we leave. Yes, let's let's, let's make sure we take that with us. Um, Perpetually flowering all year round so that uh, they can somehow be different temperatures and and we trick the bushes to believe that they're... uh, It's it's the right season. Yeah, so... Staggering across the year, um, and but what what um, foods would you would you want to bring or, or have good access to? Well, I'm much more of a savoury person than a sweet person, so definitely, yeah. you know, you know, you know me and crisps. We've said this uh, yeah. before, haven't we? Uh, yeah. didn't, didn't we say something about being yeah. able to eat, eat my whole body weight? Yeah, in that's, that's in the title. So <laughs> that would be. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the number one but um yeah, yeah just savory snacks and salted peanuts and and things like that um yeah. I, I, but with food i'm i'm quite i'm quite adventurous I'm, I'm quite open to try new things and you know if we did go somewhere with different foods then i'd, I'd want to embrace that and try it i have i've have been to a few buffets on other planets and uh, you have you. to you have to avoid the uh, you have to, you have to speak to a local and ask which ones. Um, what do they recommend? Yeah, which do they recommend? Because sometimes <laughs> the, they can be a little bit strong for our tastes, or a little bit. Um, well, it's just it's just a different culture, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but no one wants to spit out a mouthful of food at a party, so you have to you want to <laughs> you want to be ready for it. But I, I would like I would like access to curries. Um, yes, and, and well, maybe, I can make those. I can yeah. make those. And maybe like stews with dumplings and stuff like that, and uh, um, and and I'm happy for you to eat as many crisps as you like, but I, I do expect a little bit more, you know, maybe a bit of quiche or a bit of uh, or sort of sausage roll or scotch eggs. Um, I don't sausage know. S- sausage rolls fine, but I'm 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 not I'm not good with eggs. No, that's okay. I'll have those ones. It'll be fine. Save the egg for you. Yeah. Um, although. Yeah, because we went through a stage in London. I don't know if it, it probably spread all over the country where you could get sort of posh Scotch eggs, which would be like or chorizo posh. Uh, they'd be like five quid a go. And I think, oh, they did. Yeah, they did. What was it like? Quail's egg in black pudding and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's just nonsense, isn't it's it? It's just the expense. That was, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't try it. It's but, just, but... it's just a way of them using some slightly left, some slightly quirky ingredients and charging more. Yeah, we've got, we've got a, a, a lonely quail wandering by, and they're like, "Oh, this! What can we do with that quail's egg? He's just left there." Duck egg and yeah, yeah, like you say, duck egg and chorizo. It's just, it just doesn't work, does it? I don't, I don't like when they mess around with stuff like that. Mm. I, I would be happy if we had a good supply of ice cream, um, um, but I, 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 I like a good, you know, a good chocolate ice cream. It's fine, oh, but I don't chocolate. want, but I don't want everything to be chocolate. I, I, I like my fruity ice creams or my sorbets. What's so, your favorite? What's your favorite fruity ice cream then? Probably cherry. Um, yeah. uh, I, I I do enjoy cherry ice cream, um, but you know, a good vanilla can be can be nice. And sometimes going back to those old favourites, but you know, you're so used to having like the the cheap 
vanilla maybe if you're at the seaside or something um then when you actually go somewhere where you know quite you know where, where i've had some it's quite decent yeah uh, and it's like wow, wow this tastes quite different to your box so when i was up in richmond um a few weeks ago we had sea buckthorn flavor mm-hmm. which was one of the nicest flavors i've ever had yeah. And it's it's the colour of orange, but oh, yeah. it doesn't taste anything like orange. It's quite uh I suppose it the way it's a bit it it's a bit more like cranberry flavour. It's quite mm. it's quite tart and quite sour, but you mm. can tell it's still sweet but and, and, and kind of fruity, but it was just really refreshing, really mm. um really nice flavour. But it's the colour because it's bright orange, it's it's just a bit strange. But I I've I, never seen that before and never had it before. I I don't I don't know what's happened to, like the the range you, the the range of flavors you can get from like supermarket seems to have decreased. I mean, I remember a few years ago where like the Ben and Jerry's ones there was you'd get the the ones that if, if you asked me to name like the most popular flavors or the ones I most remember of say Ben and Jerry's from ten ten years ago, I'd have said the strawberry shortcake one and the cherry Garcia one and. Mm. Yeah, I don't even know if you can buy those anymore. You and can't. That, you don't see them. You just yeah, don't see it's them. It's always anymore. like toffee this and chocolate that, and and mm. and I that I, I'm not so keen on those because those are already quite sweet things. And then with the ice cream as well, it's I I prefer. A, I, I just I'm just fruity. That's what I am doing. I'm fruity. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong no. with that. No, um, no I'd, I'd be happy for ice cream as well. Yeah. Um, and what what else? I mean, what and what and what is there anything we can sort of say to the listeners who haven't quite reached the grand old age that we, that we are about to reach? Oh gosh, we should have done a phone in for this, shouldn't we? With questions, yeah, we should yeah. have got people to ring in and um, yeah. and ask us questions about oh, what what what's it like being fifty? <laughs> um, what would be your top? top 10 tips to get to 50 and oh, i don't know yeah. i just think it's um have to do it day by day <laughs> and, yes uh, <laughs> um, I've, I've, I've never i've never been like an ambitious person certainly not for my work not for my official work anyway um so i never sort of you know when you see these programs where people are how do, where do you see yourself in 10 years time sort of thing i don't think i could ever have said so, i want, particularly wanted to change anything in that i'm method. i'm a great believer in there's a whole world out there and nothing stands still and if you have got something rubbish going on at the moment or something that you don't want to do on a particular day end of the day it's finished it's done just go ahead do it and then it's over and once the clock gets to six o'clock it's all finished and you can just move on from it and mm. and i just think People tend to get quite fixated on things that, that that make them depressed, or they don't they don't feel happy about doing it, or maybe it's to do with work and they've got a meeting that they don't want to go to, or a piece of work they've got to do. Just get just coast through it, get it done, because at the end of the day, you'll still have to go to sleep. You'll still wake up tomorrow. Tomorrow is another day, and I just think you live your life. Mm. The good I, things happen, the bad things happen, but but something else will come after it. I, I think um, I think because it is easier to meet people from all over the world. I'm almost um, particularly this year. I, I've 
been quite keen if there's been somebody who does a podcast and they're in another country i almost want to connect with them even more because not that i don't want to meet more people who live in the uk but i know quite a lot of people already I, i'm quite keen to meet more people from other a, from other countries and maybe who are 10 20 years younger than me uh, and mm-hmm. to get their view on things and also it's it's almost like the opposite of what what we've said about not, not, i like to look back but i also like to sort of find a new way of looking back mm-hmm. that isn't just oh uh, wasn't it good back then sort of thing I, I, i'm I, totally with you on that yeah i don't i don't one of the one of the things i found playing pokemon go when that was a big thing uh was meeting a lot of people that were a lot younger mm. and listening to their experiences in life and what they were doing and and what their aspirations were and this is maybe people that were in their early 20s mm. who if i speak about things that we'd done when we were in our early 20s they'll probably think it's some museum piece or <laughs> something from the victorian era but i just find that it's interesting talking to younger people and listening to their expectations and, and and what they want to get from life, I think, as well, because it feels that perhaps that's a bit different from, it feels a lot broader than it was maybe when we were that age. Mm-hmm. Maybe things like the internet and TV on demand and um, stuff, as it makes people realise that there is a bigger world out there and, and people can do things and maybe move into another country or doing something that, maybe nobody in your family's ever done before isn't such a big deal anymore yeah i mean this year i've had quite a lot of guests like from different parts of europe and and um and maybe had them on one episode and kind of thought well um they probably like to get them back well yeah well they've almost said oh well if you want to do if you want to do something again soon so i kind of take them on their word and like yeah okay we'll do something again next month or something um and um uh, and, and it's been it's been sort of unexpected to have some and and, and people who've said yeah I'll play a character or I'll do this or and and it, it uh, at this point like eight nearly eight years into the podcast as far as when I was doing something part I was beginning to sort of think mm, I want to try and do other things I'll still do something part but I want to write some scripts and I want to do this and ultimately I stretched myself too thinly and nothing really got uh, southern part kind of fizzled out the the scripts didn't re- really work out because i was using the same actors that i'd use for southern park and whereas it was fine for improvisation they didn't necessarily want to learn scripts and and, and i i just think i just did too much and in the end ended up virtually back at square one doing nothing and then having to start from scratch and go okay uh what do i want to do instead uh whereas with the podcast nearly eight years on i just think i'm always finding new things to do or new people who give me ideas for doing different things and has your franchise been renewed then <laughs> i i think i think it might have been yes i think uh i, I think i think we should be continuing um, the network executive hasn't called yeah. you in for a difficult conversation no yet. not yet no, <laughs> no. Daily, very daily, good daily you're still happy aren't you you're still happy with uh <laughs> with how things are going yeah that's good to hear um, so he- here's to another eight years then <laughs> yeah hope so because i don't know what else i'd do anyway i don't i kind of coming having a format that's so broad um you can't really you can't really complain that you're just doing the same thing because that's like saying you're tired of being alive really and every so, episode is different isn't it yeah um you know i did an episode recently with a friend in poland who who was a big fan of um, 
um, Power Rangers because that was that that was wow, the thing that was Power big Rangers. when he was when we were heading off to university. He was being born yeah, and yeah. fell in fell in love with Power Rangers. So you know, I learned I learned about Power Rangers. I didn't know about Power Rangers as much. Um, uh, and wasn't and, it wasn't it wasn't it Japanese and they um the program that they had wasn't quite the same as what we had is that right yeah, the, I think the americans the americans re-edited it and and changed bits and and i think that was the, that was the same as some of our um some of the cartoons we watched in the 80s like battle of the planets and things that they were re-edited things from from japan and wow um, and, and, so it could have had a completely different uh, plot line, storyline, different thing going on. Well, I didn't realise that there was like thirty something episodes, thirty something seasons of, of Power Rangers. I didn't realise it was something that was still on an ongoing thing, um, and that it had gone on continually every year since it, so, it began. I do remember. It's a long time ago now, but someone explaining to me that when when you see the shots with the Power Rangers, so in in, in the version that we see. <laughs> It cuts between them in their coloured outfits, mm. lycra maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. But you can't really see who they are because they've yeah. got they've got yeah. masks on. Yeah. Um, and then it flicks between that, and then also them out of their costumes, mm. living their normal lives. And were they high school kids? And I mm. seem to remember there was these two baddies. There was a fat lad and a slim lad, and they were the two baddies. And there was a lot of interplay between them all. Mm. And then you'd got this, was it Rita character? Rita Repulsa? Mm-hmm. I, I, that's more than I know, but yes, quite possibly. And and she was she she interacted with them out of costume and in costume. But mm. then someone explained to me that the bits with them in costume and the bits the bits with the woman, she mm. was a bit like Zelda from Terror Hawks. That was the original Power Rangers. Yeah. And then the Americans filmed these other shots. So actually the, the you know, like the red Power Ranger, once he took his costume off, that wasn't that was obviously a Japanese person playing mm. that role. Mm. But the Americans refilmed it with yeah. an American actor playing that role. So it was it was all it really was two things mashed together which that was like whoa that's that really isn't what i thought it was yeah yeah um can give us a whole and uh a a lesson if we ever need more information we need that lesson i need that (laughs) lesson (laughs) um but uh yeah and listeners i think by now you'll realize that we can't really give you any advice about your life. <laughs> we can you've be, got to live your. You've, you've got, got to, to live, live your, your own, own life. Yeah. You've got to live your own life, and I think um, you might. You might have similar. We, I think, probably myself and Paul have got similar experiences, although we didn't mm. know each other for mm. a, the large part of our lives. But because mm. we were living through the same eras and the same opportunities, and, and it's a similar pathway, isn't it? Going to yeah. school, going to yeah. university, getting a home. Listeners, definitely get yourself a birthday twin. Search out, yes. until you find, search out until you find one. Yeah, and I think uh, um, I think something I really value is just having someone that's exactly the same age as me that I can yeah. I can I can talk to you, and you get it. I haven't got to explain what what things mean because you you were around at exactly the same moment. Yeah, but we we, we are lucky that we get on because I've said before we, we could be completely different types of people as far as personality or just not be able to talk to one another, but we we can so. I don't think you can. 
that was a done deal that we were we would get on just because no, no. we 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 we're lucky that we are we are quite similar in, or in some well, ways I was, often talk. I was I was absolutely furious when I first saw you, Paul. <laughs> what, what 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 is he doing? Putting on Facebook that it's his birthday. It's my <laughs> birthday. He's, no. he's st- stolen my birthday from me no, in a photograph. Thing. In a in a photograph with people <laughs> that I know. <laughs> in London, celebrating his birthday. Uh, hello, <laughs> and well, that no, was how it all started, wasn't it? I think yeah. I probably sent you a really angry message. What are you doing with those people? They're my friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's our birthday. That's, uh, and those those friends are probably long gone now. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, well, well, it, it's uh, it's good to have you to share. A birthday with not it's just good a birthday, to have but a as well. day of birth as well. Yes, um, and, the, the whole and obviously we're not we're not we're not actually saying what date the birthday is because no. of identity fraud concerns. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but um, I hope you all wish us a happy birthday for whenever it is was. Yeah, because you might yeah. be listening to this. I don't yeah. know how, how long will you keep your podcast alive for, Paul? People could be listening to this in another ten, uh, twenty, thirty years. I, sure, I hope it keeps. I hope it keeps out there as long as it can. Yeah. <laughs> Going off into space forever, into space, a bit yeah. like the um, is it Voyager two? Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's gone beyond Pluto and is now. Yeah. Um, I think the batteries have probably run out now, though, yeah. haven't they? Well, um. Have a very happy birthday, and uh, you too, and, Paul. And we'll uh, we'll talk again soon. We've got other, we've got other ideas, and uh, also maybe a bit of fictional um, stuff going on. If if I can, if I can get you to, uh, yeah, we, we we can't say anything, listeners. It's behind the it's behind the, uh, the wall. <laughs> negotiations are taking negotiations. place. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okie dokie. Well, thank you very much. And thank you, Paul. Thank you. And it's and been. Um, We'll speak again soon. Good to talk again. Yeah, and talk. For anybody else out there who's having a birthday, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. All right. Bye-bye for now. Say Bye-bye. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Deals. Yeah. Bye, Deely. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
I suppose it's all about the wedding, isn't it? Building up to it's the it's the it's the morning of the wedding, and everybody's mm. thinking it's all going to happen and stuff. And then you've got that twist. Well, it was a twist to me. Yeah. Maybe I wasn't paying attention properly. <laughs> but who's marrying who wasn't quite mm. what you thought, and that's the end of the first episode. Yeah, Is that we, right? Or was right, I yeah. just not paying attention? No, no, that's right. And you were kind of thinking it was going to be Therese and Paul. Yes, because when you yes. last saw them, they'd sort of got reunited again, and also because big. Because that was how it finished, wasn't it? Yeah, they reunited and Toadie yes. and Melanie had actually got married in that last episode. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, And what yeah. confused me more in, in the first episode, maybe it was a flashback because it was a bit, I was a bit overwhelmed by it, I have to be honest. And sometimes I need to watch things twice to actually grasp what's going on. <laughs> but um, it felt like there was a scene where Melanie and Toadfish actually were saying that this, really, they really loved each other. And then I just I couldn't really understand at the end why he was marrying someone else. My mum, my mum told me off because she said that was a flashback, and I didn't was feel it? I didn't feel when I watched it that I I I didn't feel like they were showing it like it was a flashback. They didn't do any, I didn't they didn't I do didn't. any wibbly wobbliness or anything. Or, no, exactly. Um, or there wasn't yeah like the, uh, no. the blurred edge <laughs> <laughs> or like the sepia sons and daughters yes. filter or anything. <laughs> I, no, I didn't feel like that. Was, I just thought that was happening then. And my mum went, "No, it was clear that it was a flashback." I'm like, "Really? Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry." Oh well, I didn't I didn't pick no. up on that either. Oh, well, so I, feel I don't better. feel so bad now. I feel You're you're a proper fan. You were paying yeah. full attention, so <laughs> I watched it twice, and I still didn't. I still didn't catch it as a flashback. But and I did now think it, um, I did think I might. I might give it another go. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's not going anywhere. It's it'll stay there now. It's not like being on Channel Five where it's only on there for a month. It's going to be stuck there for <laughs> until they get rid of it. All, you know. Some something which did really. Um, strike a chord with me thinking about comparing it with other soap operas given that it's it's essentially an episode one isn't it of a of a of a pickup um a lot of the act and perhaps this is because i've not watched it for a long time and they clearly want some recognizable people in it to carry Mm. the stories and to get the viewers back interested i think what i was going to say was interesting to see how many older cast members there were because i've associated neighbors in recent years with maybe you've still got harold and and a few other people that are older but the bulk of the cast are like young pretty things that are straight off the beach maybe that's home in a way but <laughs> kind of more younger people young younger people's lives and i felt watching watching that it was interesting actually seeing a lot of people older than us and you yeah. don't get that it's that's not my impression that you get that in in, in a lot of soap operas yeah. that there's there's more oldies than there are young youngsters I mean, um, yeah, Harold only really came back in the last few weeks um, of the old show when it was finishing because he hadn't been in it for a while. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, do you know what I think? It, but but I have another theory. It's everything shot in HD. Mm. <laughs> what you can see is everybody's wrinkles. Whereas pro- probably I'm not used to watching seventies and eighties things with yeah. really poor. Uh, image quality from it's right. been recorded on a vhs and then <laughs> stuck in an archive for 30 years right. the h the hd cameras really do show up every line and wrinkle i can assure you that we're not <laughs> recording this podcast in hd don't worry <laughs> <laughs> not that we would have any problems because we're, we're uh, like we're, we're just as beautiful as you imagine us to be yes but um
goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. It's been good, but yeah, definitely time to come home now. Wow, really? No kidding. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. <laughs> What's going on now? Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Let's go. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. That is so cringe, oh my god. You're a man of culture as well. <laughs> I'm quite interested in the, uh, the, 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 there's a plot line with the new family and the son. And yes, the, they just turned up, didn't they? Yeah. And they, and the son is kind of this sort of, it looks like there's an alternative motive for him. And, and more of it has been revealed since episode one, but I, I won't say any more in case you, you, you do watch So it, they've, but. have they just arrived and they're doing almost like an Airbnb and they've taken over Jane's house? Yes, but yeah, but, um, uh, after a few weeks, they they decide they may well stay around a bit longer. But uh, and that was the that was the house that was traditionally the Ramsey house, isn't it? Yeah, where Madge so. and Charlene lived. Yeah, I'm still I've still got my because I've been watching it for the last ten years. It still feels very much like so another character since then. But yeah, it looks a lot more it's a lot more chic than it did back in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, no, I think I think I'll, I, it 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 was interesting, and I think I will when I get chance. I will mm. um I will watch a couple more of them. I might I might rewatch episode one and see if I can spot the um the where the where the flashback begins yeah. and yeah. where it ends. Yeah. <laughs> we might be in a flashback at the moment, dear, for all we know. We might be we might be appearing. Oh, well, listeners don't know that Dean's here, but he usually is here. Just presume he's here, listeners, because he is. Um, but yeah, I mean, this clip now could be appearing in a another episode in about five years' time, flashbacking to 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 an episode from the past. We might be in the past, in the future, in the present. Wow! You never know with podcasting deals. It's always very complicated. Um, so when when you do flashbacks, do you tend to put echo on them or or, or um, something to? <laughs> you can't blur the edges. <laughs> no, sometimes sometimes, but I or I would or I'll say. Oh, do you remember when we did this, listeners? And then I'll do a wibbly wobbly sound effect. Yes, sound effects. Uh, um, that's it. But I'm really bad with flashbacks. I can get really self-indulgent. I'm, I don't do like a thirty-second clip. I'm like, oh, this is this ten, a whole ten minutes is brilliant. I'm just going to put a whole ten minutes back. No one's heard this for five years anyway, so let's have, <laughs> let, let's put the whole thing in. Yeah. So the content could go on forever and ever. It's the gift yeah. that keeps on giving. I know. Um, I'll definitely put a clip into an episode I'm editing at the moment, which I think I put a good eight minutes uh, flashback <laughs> because because it kind of worked best. It worked best as a putting the whole scene in. Uh, but uh, and and also I do at the end of the, the year I do like um, my favourite clips from episodes or although I, I'm never that I'm never that well planned I I don't have them written down I just go into the episode I don't do a clip from every episode because I do too many episodes a year um, but I I just go into uh, choice episodes and take a, a few minutes from each but um, it's usually the 
ridiculous episodes are harder to find just a couple of minutes. You, you, you end up putting 10 minutes in because the whole sketch is difficult. Otherwise, it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah it needs or, to have the whole context or, of it. Or, or I, I keep thinking, oh, that was funny. Okay, I'll stop it now. Oh, no, this bit's funny as well. And I shouldn't be doing it. It's my own show. I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be going, oh, this is a funny bit. Oh, I like this bit. <laughs> People will be complaining it's a repeat. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, that, that, uh, that happens a lot in America, doesn't it? When they kind of they're halfway through a season of Buffy or something, and then they'll say, uh, "Oh well, the next few weeks are going to be repeats until we come back." Um, yeah, definitely. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? I can hear you. I had problems with Zoom yesterday, although I don't think it was me, I think it was the other person. Um, it doesn't help having a, having a Dealey sat in front of your face. But no hello, Dealey. Um, oh, oh, hello. <laughs> it's, it's voice sounds suspiciously like mine, but it's genuinely me. <laughs> So, Paul, here we are. We can't we can't skirt around the subject because something significant is going to happen to both of us in a couple of weeks. Are they acting the show? Oh, no. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> We've both been given our P45s. Oh, no. Who's taking over? You're not taking over the show, are you? Oh, dear. We've been yeah. we've been axed, unfortunately, due yes. to um, due to cost of living crisis. We've been axed. Yeah. That was a wonderful episode, don't you, Toppy? I sure do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> the best part of the Shy Life podcast is when it ends. Wow, I love that one. Great show, Paul. That was a good show. <laughs> Six hundred eighty-two, and voilà. <laughs>